Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, August the 25th. I knew that. I didn't even have to look. Nice. Uh, I'm, my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Nice. You stuck that landing. Hey, welcome everyone to the regular podcast. Uh, pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to be in your ears. <laughs> I lied. I looked. I looked at the date. <laughs> You're looking the whole time. I had it open. Uh, <laughs> Uh, how's your day going, brother? Um, a little upsetting. Yeah, busy. Uh, busy, but also like just looking at social media and seeing posts from people that I care about and finding out that they have COVID. Oh, they have caught the Rona. Uh, I'm talking about um one I saw today, Hillary Duff. Um, Elizabeth McGuire. I saw. Is that what she was? Cadet Kelly. <laughs> well, who's that? Cadet Kelly. That's Lizzie McGuire. You're not, I, how are you this upset? No, no and you have idea. no idea. Uh, Drake got it apparently. Yeah, it messed up his heart. Did you know that? I thought Canadians were immune. Yeah, it messed up his heart. The heart on his hairline. You know the heart. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Broke his heart. It broke his. The people were saying, "Man, it ruined his his hairline. It grew back weird." <laughs> it's a hairline fracture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I brought up Hillary Duff because did you know they're bringing back uh, a spinoff to How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, and and she's like the lead, right? Uh, what yeah. if she's gonna How I Met, yeah, do how good met job. Your Father? Right, right. I like the shows, and if it's from the same people, I think the show will still be good as long as it's the same style and same humor. I think I'll like it. Hillary Duff, you know, I don't know if she's still living off the freaking Disney, you know, child actor money or not, but she still like seems mm. like doing she's she's doing fine which you don't expect from child actors yeah. and so like is she even a good actor i don't know because the last thing i seen her in was freaking lizzie mcguire so oh i mean i i'm not a fan of the those disney shows so i don't even know but yeah. i think she's good enough to do this sitcom that is not a drama <laughs> i mean that's a special skill to make people laugh day in and day out with these freaking sitcoms that was a good show i thought everyone on there was not bad you know yeah i i have high hopes for this show i i, I was a big fan of the the original i'd say okay okay well I, I got i got some high hopes for that too but i also kind of like died off with my you know my uh enthusiasm for the show as it went on i'm like i didn't who the heck is the freaking mother just tell me did you did you finish it i did yeah but i think i finished it when it was like finishing too i was on time but i was like i, I kind of lost my enthusiasm with it a bit how about you i would have loved it if they did the show from that mom's point of view like just start all the way over again with just her yeah, interesting that'd be kind of cool knowing that it'll end at the same thing and at like the beginning of the last season that i'm fine with that she's not bad like she's pretty funny and all the stuff i've seen her in right freaking even like mm-hmm. waffle Wall street she's fine um uh palm springs right i really like that yeah yeah okay <laughs> so your day was like filled with like looking up celebrities and all that yeah just making sure everyone's okay, May- okay. especially the ones i care about <laughs> like hillary duff and drake <laughs> cadet kelly my day was like um i had this like presentation for work that i do so are you, do you get in those things where you're like, okay, I have this one thing that's the focus of today and I just have to think about that and then until after that, I'm good, you know? That's that's my everyday. Okay. I cannot think past the next thing I have to do. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that, that motivates you. But it's like that one like big thing and I was like, okay, great. I have to focus all my fires into that thing and then once I'm, after that it's like okay relaxation time for me and that's that's how my day went and like i had this presentation mm-hmm. and in the middle of it i realized my laptop was about to die and left my charger in the other rooms and i had to be like 
It'd be like, okay, I'll let uh, everyone else here ask questions. I'm going to step away for a moment in the Zoom call and get my laptop charger. <laughs> it felt like, like an idiot, but also everyone kind of got a laugh out of it, so it was fine. I, I don't really have trouble public speaking. Yeah. Because uh, most of the time, I just tell myself, like, this is not a big deal. Or, like, I don't really care what they think. And even if I, I don't know what I'm talking about, just who cares? <laughs> it's all, I just keep saying that in my head, and then I'm not worried about it. I wasn't too worried about the public speaking part. It's the fact that my actual, like, my boss's boss is in the middle of this meeting. So it's kind of high stakes mm. in that uh, sphere of things. Like, with work stuff, I'm fine with public speaking. It's like everything else I'm, I'm, not, I'm not loving. But with work, it's like, whatever. I'm fine with public speaking. Uh, I think that same mindset that I have where I think, like, oh, who cares? Whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, is also why I'm, I'm bad at interviews, the one-on-one interviews. Because oh. I'm just like, who cares? Just just go in there and just tell them what you think. And then I, I end up saying the wrong thing and then I don't get the job or whatever. Oh, like, okay. Do you catch yourself like fumbling a bit? Like what I'm saying right now, I was like, don't even know what I'm saying right now. Because I've caught myself there. Like I'm just saying <laughs> words that sound kind of long or whatever or mm-hmm. circling around the idea of something but not actually getting to it. Yeah. I found myself there sometimes. Sometimes I'll say like, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'll be like, uh, who cares? <laughs> Not here. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be out of here in two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Ask me about five minutes from now. Like That I can tell you. Hired is where, where I see myself. <laughs> Hired. Uh, all right. Well, in five minutes from now, we'll be talking about the news. So why don't you explain that? So, okay. Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three parts. First up, we'll talk about the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we typically talk about a interesting comic book or something we want to talk about. But this time, we're going to do another one of our discussion episodes. What we're going to be doing is casting a non-superhero comic book movie. Okay, so we'll just kind of run down the list and some of our ideas for actors for uh, this cool comic book movie we want to make. And then we'll finish up with our side story. We've been watching, reading, whatever this week. All right, let's get into the comic book news. We had uh, Black Widow come out earlier this year. Uh, pretty soon we'll be watching Shang-Chi only in the theaters. Right. And then soon after that, we'll be watching Eternals. And we got the final trailer this week. The final trailer came in. This kind of um, got me on board a bit compared to the other trailers. I'm liking the look of this more. Um, we get to get the personality of some of the people more. It seems like Icarus, um, you know, one of the Starks from mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones, seems to be kind of the point of view we're going to be following through the movie, it seems like. I think. Yeah, I uh, I like the effects and I like the idea, the premise, but I do think this is just going to be, because it's like a start of a new phase, it's going to be kind of a setup movie. Oh. Nothing, you know what I mean? Like, this is like, hey, this is the new status quo setup. Interesting. Okay. Are you worried it's going to be like middle of the road, maybe? Some of these uh, Marvel movies are not top notch or not the, you know, they're, they're obviously not the best Marvel movies. Maybe this is a bit sub-tier because of that? What are you thinking? If I had to rank these movies and like align them with how I feel they'll rank comparably to other past Marvel movies, yeah, I'll say like uh, like Black Widow ranked in, in like an Iron Man level movie, right? Iron Man 1. Okay. okay. 1. So not the biggest movie, but a good movie, right? Quality of movie, yes, but also, you know, you yeah. tack on to the Iron Man's the first. There's adds to it. Shang-Chi, I'll 
all equate to my guess uh the level of like an ant-man like it's fun we get to see new things uh but this is not like a game changer for marvel yeah okay uh well i have an idea for the eternals maybe if i could put that similar to something okay where do you si- where do you line that with it might be because it's like a team thing do you think it's going to be age of ultron level or better what do you think i think it could be that status quo uh, is that too low because how well okay let me ask you this how big do you think age of ultron was like i think because that's a lot of people say that's not a good movie in their point of view or it's like the the lowest of the avengers movies yeah do you think say, even though i liked it yeah i think what do you think it could it could run down that low but I'm, I'm, it might be in between avengers 1 and avengers 2 is where i think it's gonna land because avengers 1 was okay. a feat right yeah yeah it's like finally we've got up to this a, a team thing so i think it's my enjoyment my lime in between those two that's where i think i'm gonna land because um some of the cg i agree with you i think it looks awesome maybe the celestials look pretty dang cool but some of the weaponry yep. uh, it's like kind of almost like young adult book turned movie kind of look some, oh, some yeah, yeah i guess you're right and then like the big walls of effects i'm not sure if i love it 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 kind of looks like maybe like captain marvel stuff that i, I didn't like in okay. that movie like when uh Gemma chan is like seeing like this wall of like just stuff float in front of her or whatever i don't know if i liked that i i think for me it's gonna be equal to like the effect of like a doctor strange movie okay where it's really just like cool effects cool stuff cool meet new cool characters but really we're just explaining another part of the overall marvel thing right so it's like hey Hey, we've seen like Earth stuff. You've seen space stuff. Here, here's a little bit of like a mixture of both of those, and and like a his. This is like the history of Marvel kind of thing. Sure, yeah, kind of like a reading to a history book type of textbook, maybe feel. Mm, yeah, it has to bring that feeling of awe, right? Because it's like old stuff. Um, like there's the crashes like nature and like big flumes of yeah. gas or whatever that is. It looks pretty cool. I like that part, right? Those effects uh-huh. look pretty awesome. Yeah. And if the eternal, the celestials feel like, I feel like in awe, that's going to, what I want out of this movie, a lot of it, you know? Right. Uh, the trailer does answer one question, which is why don't you guys do anything when like Thanos is around or any other war that humanity is facing? Why are you guys just like on the sidelines? Right. Good question kit harrington right like yeah john snow knows something <laughs> uh so i guess the story is the celestials told them don't interfere with human affairs right right unless deviants are involved sure those those freaking uh monster looking things well first off like how do you know what the celestials want i don't think they speak english so how do you how do they tell you <laughs> um what do you think about the look of the deviants do you like them are you feeling it um i i don't I don't hate it, but I wish it was a different look. Like they just look like generic, a little bit monster thing. Um, it could have been from like a a, a no name alien attack movie that I would have just guessed it could be from anywhere. If you said this is what Marvel deviants look like, I would be like, mm, I don't believe you until I saw the trailer. Right. But another thing this brings up: don't get involved unless deviants are involved. That means in the MCU, Thanos is not a deviant. Right. They they did in the comics. He. Is- is called a deviant and he's like a you know right. he's almost like a mutation he's like a halfsy i think he's, he's like a halfsy right <laughs> i guess so maybe half halfsy half deviant half i don't think eternal but whatever titan. the uh the, all the titans it's titan right yeah, yeah something like that um but i think he's just considered a mutation of those people of his titan world uh, i guess yeah um uh, but they also mentioned like ego is actually a celestial i don't know if that was in the guardians right. movie yeah. 
He doesn't look like the other ones. He's a head. He's a gigantic planet head thing, right? He's not uh, able-bodied celestial like them. <laughs> What's up with that? If you if you really root down to it, though, like when in the Guardians movie when they like drilled all the way down to the, his core, he's just a brain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <there. laughs> just a brain. He's not even like the the planet itself i guess right he's like okay so i guess whatever i guess they may be brushing that under the rug maybe he's not a celestial maybe he is who knows um some of them i look i think they look cool the deviants i think the humanoid one looked very sinister the one that was like with uh angelina jolie yeah. that looked like he could be a real bad guy in the movie and kind of like push the story forward right R- reminds me a little bit of remember the movie uh, annihilation with natalie portman okay yeah that was Do you remember that movie it's pretty messed up a bit yeah it's a weird movie but uh at the end uh, spoiler alert she encounters like this weird alien that is almost I don't, I, I, that movie i can't you i've seen it and i can't explain what i've seen i definitely can't because i don't even i feel like there was a big reveal and he still didn't get the big reveal right yeah like like i was in the theater just going ooh, and looking around like if steve anyone else gets it <laughs> i mean the, the imagery was amazing like there was like like yeah. bear thing or the crocodile monster, like yeah. gigantic monster. That was pretty awesome. And just like nature eking into everywhere. That was pretty cool. Uh, but that alien reminds me a little bit of that deviant humanoid looking one. Yeah, it had like like four eyes or something, right? That, that deviant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They all look like weird, like veiny looking guys. Yeah, the, the deviants. Are some of them going to be like brainless and like animals? Like that one they fight off, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, launches from like the ocean or... And some of them are humanoid and leading them a bit. What is their whole goal? So apparently the emergence is the emergence of these deviants. And that was brought up from people coming back to life. Was it like... Yeah, this big energy rush like activated the emergence, whatever that is. It, it, from the look of it, it's like these mini, these mini big bangs going on. Are is like yeah? Are these guys did they die off in the past, and then they were also brought up accidentally with everyone else coming back to life? Maybe that's that's the case. But that was like back in like mm-hmm. seven thousand years ago. I don't know if uh, we're gonna see right. flashbacks of that. When they're talking about why didn't you guys get involved in any of like these big events in human history, uh, we see some events like. Like, there's like medieval stuff there's like i think like egyptian stuff and then i think there's like this big um I- i'm guessing what it is but there's like this big mushroom cloud huh. so i'm guessing this is when they bomb when the u.s bombs japan or something like that maybe oh the atom bomb and, and then it cuts to like some of the eternals like in that rubble and like crying so i think we're gonna get a lot of emotion in the movie a lot of like why do humans fight each other and like why don't they get it that they're all here just to be peaceful and the the eternals are like so like above us yet can't help us like they want to help us but they can't right you get this feeling like they love people right and Mm -hmm. they almost love them like they're their children in a way and like they're taking care of them they go to love them and i don't get it people are not an average i'm not that great but whatever whatever celestial eternals (laughs) but um they they love them for some reason uh i i guess that's where the emotions are going to come from through the movie and they have to band together i don't know why they ever you know left each other in the first place or i I know in the comics they kind of forgot it 
everything at a certain point. That's why they're uh, separated. You think um, the emergence or the return of everyone kind of like sparked their memories back or something like that? Yeah, I think uh, especially some Hayek or maybe she's known this whole time because she's the one like imparting the info into Icarus, right? So maybe she knew yeah. this whole time. Seven days. Seven days. <laughs> yeah, we need to add a, a ticking clock to build uh, yeah. tension. <laughs> when he asked like how much time do we have and she goes seven days, his face is like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me now, Samaya. <laughs> Um, there's something I wanted to bring up and I'm kicking myself that I didn't bring it up earlier, but now that I'm bringing it up, people are going to think like, I, I, I wish I said it earlier so that way I could claim that I thought of it first. You didn't Which, really. I did think of it. I did think of it, but now that I'm going to say it after this final trailer comes out, people are going to think like someone else is going to think it first or whatever, or saying like, I, whatever. Hipster My, body. I'm just thinking like, uh, do you remember in Loki? Okay. Where's this going? You're. We're at the final episode of Loki. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Okay. But we're in the final episode of Loki. We enter the citadel where Kang or the variant of Kang lives. And the textures on the walls and the desk and the columns are like black with like gold marbling kind of stuff, right? Right, right, right. The ship and the technology of the Eternals reminds me a lot of that. The texture? Like the ship that they fly is like dark with gold old shimmering marbling around it and i we see it in the first trailer remember it's like a giant like triangle just floats above right and it looks like that and i i that's the first thing i thought of when i saw the loki episode i was like oh that his house <laughs> looks like <laughs> the, the eternals stuff and sure uh, you did. now you can see it even more now you can see you, okay never sure mind. you did <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to draw a line, okay? This is uh there's the similarities there. Listen, they could have had the same interior designer if we all know. I don't, but I, I see what I'm you're saying. saying. Like beginning of time, maybe the celestials had their hand in there, and that's why that's why okay. the citadel is made like that, and that's why the eternal ship is that because they had the same interior <laughs> designer. Well, to, to better align them, I have like maybe something to pile on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he got a lot of his power from Eliath, right? The the gas monster. Oh, maybe yeah. Eliath was maybe a, uh, a deviant or like another byproduct yes. or is connected to whatever the gas thing that formed the gas bomb we were talking about earlier, right? So maybe it's right. connected to that somehow. Yeah. Um, and so he's, uh, yeah, I'm claiming that I'm claiming that theory that goes with mine. Too. <laughs> sure. You did. I thought of that also. I just didn't have time to say it. Yeah. All right. Uh, these are all reader copy trademark. Let's say that then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's a good, I, you're, you're really connecting the lines now. You're welcome. You will. <laughs> is there any way you could connect it to uh, Wakanda? Is there, is there similarities there? I heard, I heard, and this is just me hearing this out, that it's in the same universe. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, we're getting the next Black Panther movie, unfortunately without Chadwick Boseman, but still wondering how they're going to deal with that situation. Uh-huh. Um, but they are adding a new character that's going to debut in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And her name, the actress name is Dominique Thorne. And this is the actress that's going to play Riri Williams, AKA Ironheart. Okay. So we are getting the kind of the successor of Tony Stark, Iron Man. But uh, this uh, Riri Williams character kind of just saw Iron Man was inspired and built out her own 
Iron Man outfit, costume herself, yep. Ironheart, I should say, you know, the, the new name. Uh-huh. Um, and so she's, it makes kind of sense that she's going to be in Black Panther because Wakanda is such a technologically advanced society. And now that they're like opening yep. borders a bit, she should like, you know, mm-hmm. show up there and, and, and converse with them possibly. Maybe there's like an internship or something. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she's like uh, the new apprentice to Shuri. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how does Shuri like even do all that stuff? She's like the lead scientist and like no one else is in the lab how does she do all that stuff i don't believe it <laughs> but maybe having a second on yeah. a board would make more sense i i we already know that she's going to be getting her own series on disney plus so her appearing first in the black panther movie is for me just like hey this is promo side promo or go watch the show and that comes out right? okay sure but uh i am excited that they're expanding the cast of black panther um kind of growing the world of the mcu through that and i just still looming over is i want how they're going to deal with the T'Challa situation. Man, I really do not know. Uh, I remember a little while back we talked about how uh, Martin Freeman, right, the, the Asian character, yeah. did receive the script and he was like surprised at what the script was. But Brian Coogler mm-hmm. uh, was like, don't worry about it. It's going to work out. So I think it's in good hands, but also like the idea of it, I think is going to be crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, they're in a tough situation, but uh, I do trust in them that they're going to make a great movie. The first one is still like one of my favorite mcu movies i think it's like top three yeah uh i, I almost just watched it again the other day just thinking about uh black panther stuff looking at the what if killmonger episode mm. like trailer and stuff i was thinking maybe maybe i'll just watch it again why not leave it in the background but it's heavy shoes to fill again for like a second one of these yeah um now that they're including iron hearts whenever i read the name iron heart i think of care bears well, how how the heck do you get there i think one of their leaders i think his name was like something heart iron heart i was gonna say braveheart but that's mel gibson <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, a different nation. Yeah, but yeah. Just like Iron Man, though, they shot energy out of their chest. It was love, like caring. Same deal. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look it up later. But uh, yeah, Ironheart. Did you ever read any of her comics? No, I never really read any of her comics. But I did hear good. There's a good reception to the comic book. Kind of one of the newer ones around like 2016 yeah. is when she debuted. So uh, a good reception to that character. That's crazy. Yeah, fairly new, right? It's crazy that something, it's like six years old of a character. They're already in the movie. Exactly. It took Captain America like 80, (laughs) 90 years to get in this movie. Riri Williams gets one after six years. He had to to freeze himself and get thought out like (laughs) Demolition Man or freaking Encino Man. You know, (laughs) like one of those before he can get his own movie made. And she's already going to show up in her own series. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And they're like, forget that Iron Man 3 kid. We're going to go with Riri (laughs) Forgot about him. Okay, so that's the question. Is Ironheart, do you think she's going to be part of the Young Avengers team or is it just... Is she more, yeah. uh, you think so? Is it because she's supposed to be like yep. 16 or something? Do you think that's young enough for young Avengers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're a minor. Yeah, <laughs> do, do you don't think uh, Iron Man 3 kid is gonna take the spot as the Iron Man character? No, if, you know what? I would like to see him become a villain. <laughs> yeah, maybe they need like another villain team of like teenagers too. Maybe that could work out. You remember, uh, in The Incredibles, um, uh, what's his name? The, the one that was like a fanboy and the, became the villain, yes. Uh, I remember like the actual character name was like Buddy or whatever, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah, uh, when he when he was a fanboy, he was like, "I'm incredible, incredible." Yeah, <laughs> I remember now. It was like syndrome, right? 
Syndrome, yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'll become Iron Man 3 kid. He'll become so obsessed that he becomes a bad guy. Ooh, no, okay. I could see that. Such a such a fan boy. Maybe they're vying for the spot for the Iron Man character, Iron Moniker. The Iron Throne. The I- Ooh. <laughs> wow. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's kind of good. Okay. I wonder, uh, she's, she's going to appear in Black Panther 2. Yeah. And we know she's getting her own series. We know the Armor War series is going to happen. I wonder if Don Cheadle will appear in uh, Black Panther 2 and maybe just be like, uh, hey, this girl wants to be Iron Man. Hey, you used to know Iron Man, right? Yeah, I want you guys to talk. <laughs> Would you fight each other? Yeah. <laughs> Don Cheadle might show up for a quick scene, just introduce the character, and then win an Oscar. <laughs> He's going to get nominated for a five-minute scene. Right. What was that? Uh, uh, he almost won but, Emmy, yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely do agree with you. I think she's going to be in the Young Avengers whenever that comes out. Um, I see all of them. Every Why bring up so many young hero characters sure. if not to lead up to Young Avengers? Um, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, I assume will be in it. Uh, Stature from the Ant-Man movies, I think will be in it. And then WandaVision's kids also will be in it. That's my whole guess. Miss Marvel. There's no, yeah, there's no reason to bring them, these characters who like in the books are a team. Why not make them a team in the, in this, in the universe, in the films, in the show? Right. Still curious about if they're going to bring that uh, that grandson from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because that was so short with his appearance on screen. I don't know if um, he's getting a spot or not. But these other ones, they, they do make sense. Oh, it's kind of, it makes sense to put them together. Um, but I kind of like the idea now of like making like a, if they're fighting against young other young Dark Avengers because that's, that's a thing too, right? Young Dark Avengers. Young Aven- Kang. Yeah, Young Kang, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, like Ant-Man, he has that like reverse aging thing in the end game. Maybe someone gets reversed aged <laughs> down and they have to fight off. I don't know. Um, uh, but Black Panther 2, we're back onto that. They uh, they did already cast Namor, right? It was uh, that. Well, they didn't say who he was. I think they just said he's might, probably the villain. Is that right? Because uh, some articles are saying the Tenak guy is is uh, Huerta. Maybe that that's the actor playing Namor yeah. and some other characters. Um, I I do hope he, they, he shows up. He's Namor is awesome. How much of a dick he is. They did. They casted um, an actress who everyone's saying she's going to play Namora, which is what that's her, like his sister or something like that or cousin. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Comics. But that only leads to everyone to believe that Namor is going to be the main villain of the movie but it just sucks that they're gonna have namor not t'challa unfortunate to go war with each other yeah, yeah yeah um i really don't know but namor i feel like he could pose a threat for wakanda just as a nation right i mean yeah they, they're on land he's in water he really doesn't let people on land you know i, I could see a war going on okay <laughs> here's the big question yeah does he have the wing feet what that's the a question for casting they'll have to look at each actor see if they have wings on their feet or not to right mm-hmm. so <laughs> do you want this him guy to? with wings on his feet he's like how, how do you not cast me <laughs> he's gonna be the the feet double for the character <laughs> 
but uh, Namor's got to show up. I, I want him to somewhere. This comes out next year already, so we're not too far off. Um, it's going to be, we know the movie's coming out this year. Shang-Chi, Eternals, and then uh, Spider-Man. Sure. Uh, and then Doctor Strange, and, th- and then this one already. So, like, I think, like, this is, like, summer of next year. So, like, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Last week, we talked about Venom getting delayed three weeks. Yeah, just three weeks. So weird. I wonder if they're similar box office numbers, because they're just both superhero movies. But do you think Spider-Man blows it out no of the water? Way. No way. Spider-Man, yeah. No way. Spider-Man is going to triple what Venom Triple? Is. Wow. Okay. I didn't... Yeah, I'd... there's three Spider-Man in it, so... <laughs> <laughs> we have three actors we got to pay for. It'll be better. <laughs> I bet you, I, uh, here, I'll bet you Spider-Man triples what Venom makes opening weekend. Okay. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I I'm guarantee just, it. I, it's all, I, I'm wondering if I should take that bet depending on how good Venom is. If it's bad, then I could totally believe it'll triple it. Um, but I just feel like Spider-Man No Way Home's gonna do numbers anyways, right? Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be the biggest. I think it'll be the biggest superhero movie of this year, definitely. Oh wow. Okay. I could. I could believe that. I mean, it is. Kind, it's kind of. It's cheating. It's got two companies behind its side. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna be big, and they're gonna actually drive people to the theater because they're not gonna stream it because Sony doesn't have a streaming service yes. like a Disney or Netflix or an HBO Max. Yo, <laughs> I wonder what HBO Max has been up to. They are planning a bunch of DC shows and movies. Uh, we talked before about their plans to do Batgirl. Yes, right. Batgirl, Barbara Gordon uh, movie coming up soon on HBO Max at some point. Yeah, they're also doing that Gotham series. That series, though, takes place in the Matt Reeves Batman world. Right, right. Gotham Central, because it's like the police department, yeah. right? Yeah. And now they broke the news that they want to do a Black Canary series spinoff from Birds of Prey, still starring Journey Smollett. And every time I look at her, I just think of Full House. What? Oh, she's in Full House? She's one of the, uh, the friends? Just, she, was, she was the friend in Full House, and I will never forget that because that's the first thing I saw her in. Wow. And no matter what I see her in, in, uh, in Birds of Prey or in Lovecraft Country, I'm just like, you're Michelle's friend. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, I kind of forgot that until you told me no. <laughs> I think of Lovecraft Country. I think I think she's great in that. <laughs> that was so long ago. Um, <laughs> I could never forget it. Oh, she's still friends with with them with the two twins. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Journey Smollett, Smollett uh, doing the Black Canary character for a new movie. Do you want this? Do, do people want this? Um, did you expect this to happen? I mean, I didn't expect this to happen. It came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. But I did like, uh, I think I did like Birds of Prey more than most. Okay. And I like that. I like the kind of like atmosphere that they did. I think like that's like the most, in, in some ways, the most realistic Gotham to me. Oh, okay. Huh. Like we got to see just like the streets of Gotham. Them. And it felt like it was from the comics, not like a Nolan Dark Knight Gotham where it just feels like New York mm. or uh, whatever, a Ben Affleck Gotham Batman where it, everything feels like Batman kills. Like, I don't know. It's not great to me. But in Birds of Prey, when she crashes the big truck into like the acne chemical thing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, this feels like Gotham City to me. Okay. I, I can see like the edge with her character, Black Canary and Huntress. I I can believe these two people mm-hmm. are not necessarily villains, but they kind of grew up in Gotham and they have an edge to them, right? I could see that yeah. kind of carry through in her character. 
in Black Canary. Um, and I also like this actress. I liked Lovecraft Country. I feel like most people kind of right. were like okay about it. You you weren't too excited about it, and were like okay with it being canceled. But um, you know what? Now I I think. Do you remember that um, rollerblading movie with I think Bow Wow? And they do like what? yeah, she's in. Oh yeah, roll bounce. She's in that movie. That's where I think of it from. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie. That's okay. That's what I think about. <laughs> Copy there. Um, I th- I think they're like doing Birds of Prey 2.0. I think they're doing Birds of Prey, a reboot of the TV series type of thing. You know what I'm talking mm, about? Okay, sure. I think, um, yeah, I, I think they are want to build this world of shows that are not the movies. Like they're not the big name superheroes, right? But the smaller level shows that could have their own universe too. Like she might share the screen with the Bat Batgirl. Yeah. And that's what um, I'm thinking. Maybe like like you said, you mentioned uh, Huntress. Maybe Huntress will appear in an episode. Oh sure. And maybe we get to see more characters debut in her show. I'm wondering if this is gonna be connected to either of the Superman things that's gonna show up on HBO Max. Mm. Um yeah. is this like uh are they gonna be all these separate pockets like the maybe not matt reeve stuff but maybe this and the superman stuff and maybe have they jimmy the movies in a way and then they're gonna do infinite crisis type of thing and mash them together or at least recognize that they're in separate multiverses do you want that or is that just like you guys are really just playing the thing is if i had to draw a line yeah if i had to like follow the trail it's black canary she's in birds of prey with uh, harley quinn who is in Suicide Squad with Joker and Ben Affleck Batman who fought Superman in BVS which is Henry Cavill so that's her Superman is Henry Cavill Ben Affleck too right yeah oh man and if J.K. Simmons plays Gordon in the in the Batgirl whatever show or movie whatever it is then she's part of her universe too oh this is we're still living in the Snyderverse baby okay yeah Snyderverse is not going away wow okay All right. okay Um, this is we're in the Joss Whedon verse. True. Maybe <laughs> this bad girl thing, I guess, is still in the same universe, right? I mean, if it is connected, I guess, I guess there's nothing to align that yet. But I think, I think now it's more inching mm-hmm. towards that. I think because I, I thought, yeah, I th- I'm thinking Batgirl and Black Canary. I think it just fits. Make, do Birds of Prey 2.0 or you know second version. Maybe she's the yeah. the leading force to the getting into a Birds of Prey thing, taking on Barbara Gordon or a third character. I don't know who. Uh, in the comics, Black Canary, uh, everyone knows very connected to oliver queen green arrow oh yeah do you think he will eventually appear in this i think that'd be awesome i i like the relationship in the justice league cartoon i thought they were the funnest uh-huh. funnest cu- couple on the show i think that i think that'd be great yeah yeah i like the character of green arrow i feel like he is uh, compared to like a hawkeye i i like hawkeye but i like green arrow because he's kind of like more badass I think he's like secured himself. He knows he's not Batman, right? Even though like they have similar mm-hmm. um like characters or like backstory kind yeah. of like, you know, rich rich guy that turned hero. But then he doesn't yeah. you know, think about that too much. He's just himself and like fun with everything. So I would want to see like a mm-hmm. Oliver Queen maybe in that and recognize Batman too. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Oliver Queen is like a hundred millionaire, but Bruce Wayne is a billionaire. That's true. Right. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> orange and apples maybe type of thing yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, DC and HBO or Warner Brothers continues to kind of like expand the universe, but also say like we don't want to they we don't want to keep expanding this universe, but they keep doing it. So uh, I don't know. They keep saying like, oh, all our things are just like separate things, but I, that's not what they're actually doing. Did you guys get the memo? Is the question like? <laughs> um, I, I don't know if we mentioned, but this is going to be written by the same scriptwriter for Birds of Prey, Misha Green. So they they've worked together in the past. So um, cool. they have experience together. So I'm guessing like you're right. It's going to have the same vibe of that movie. Yeah. I, I, again, I liked it. So I hope it does stay in that kind of feel and world. And maybe, maybe even Harley Quinn shows up. That'd be kind of cool for one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Question is she, is she done with that character or not? She's kind of up in the air about it, I think. Yeah. So she's in it. That means like the most recent Suicide Squad is also part of this. Oh boy. So maybe the Peacemaker show is also one. part of this. Yeah, where they're 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 lying when they say they don't want to keep going with the Snyderverse. True, true. I, I think they they're, they're turning the ball on this. Maybe it's for, uh, working out right if uh, the Snyder cut is the final version or not. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I can't wait to see some of these things, like we talked about Eternals, um, Black Panther two, and I'm curious to see this Black Canary show. I wonder if um, Michelle Tanner will show up. That's what I'm. That's who I want to see. <laughs> the Cam. real connected universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, if you haven't already, I'd like to ask you to please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, we're on all major podcast platforms. Just search us and hit subscribe. Definitely. You can find us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all those as the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. All right. Like you said earlier, we're not doing a comic book this week, but you came up with a cool like kind of discussion topic. Uh, how, how do you explain it? What do you call it? We are going to be casting a non-superhero comic book movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. Let's do it. So like we said up top, this is a discussion episode, and we're going to be um, having some fun with it. We're going to be casting a non-superhero comic book that's going to be turned into a movie, right? So we're going to pick our actors and try to figure out good fits for these roles. And we didn't say beforehand which movies, we're, which comic books we're doing. So this is going to be a surprise nope. between me and my brother too, because we're going to we pick our <laughs> own. Just we th- We're thinking superhero comic books get enough love. Let's do a non-superhero one, right? Yep. And uh, I chose one that we've already done. Did you choose one that we've already done? I did choose one uh, that we've already done, like uh, the story right in okay. our, in our uh, feed. But yeah, we have over 150 episodes. Check them out. And then we're going to cast one of them, I guess. Try try listening to all of them first and jump back to this one, right? Um, <laughs> we, we're going to first off, like, talk about the comic book, build up the story, like the vibe and the feel of the comic book. Um, and then we're going to cast one of our uh, actors and then we're going to bounce it off to the other person and then we'll alternate uh, casting an actor one, then you do one, then I do one. We're going to do it that way, okay? And then we'll fill out with our cast mm-hmm. and then talk about it. Uh, maybe as we go on, we'll go over the, like our second picks for, for each role, maybe possibly if you have that. Okay. Yeah, I definitely had some like alternates. Um, before we reveal it, what are the odds you think we picked the same comic book? <laughs> I think maybe like 60%. Is it possible? I think it's high odds. Oh, you think we? Okay, I think so. I, okay, you think we picked the same comic I, book? I, th- I I just was thinking like this is probably the one we're both gonna do, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we have a different taste and we didn't. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think it's less. I think we're. I, I think I'm 
have a handful of books that I think you would do, and I don't think the one I'm picking is one of those. Okay. So I think we're good. Because if it was the same book, this episode would be pretty short. <laughs> well, you know, we, we have our own differing opinions maybe as we cast on. I, yeah. I honestly... What if we pick the same book and we honestly pick the same <laughs> actors? And actors? So, yep, yep, agree. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Side stories. <laughs> yeah. I honestly thought, like, this is what we've probably got to do, but uh, very well might have chosen different ones. Um, Where did you come up with this idea? Because this is your idea to do this as a topic. I really liked when we did our X-Men one. I just felt like there was, like, some, some oh, good yeah. bouncing back, like, dynamics in that episode. I was thinking, like, well, you know, we also do, like, most of the comic books in comic book dumb, and also in our list of comic books are superhero things. Let's maybe mm-hmm. just have fun with it. Pick one that's not superhero. Um, that's what I was thinking. And, uh, you know, I, okay. I, I like casting thinking cool. about this, and maybe it's a little bit easier this week, too. I'm not doing a comic. Uh, so do you want to go first with explaining your comic book, like general idea and casting one actor, or should I? Uh, I? I can go first if you don't mind. Okay, go for it. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, there is plenty of books I could have chose uh, that are not superhero books that I think are great comics that deserve to be uh, either made into a show or even better, a movie. Uh, one that I almost picked, and I don't think you would pick this, so I, I, can, I feel okay saying okay. it, was uh, Black Sad. Do you remember the comic Black Sad? I do. Do remember that and you know what it did cross my mind like possibly doing that okay good so you didn't do it okay, no i good. did not it did not uh, i was scared i was would ruin your <laughs> no no i i okay. thought about it i know it was more your feel of things but i was thinking it's a yeah. noir thing we've that's kind of a classic movie genre so i was like maybe yeah also he's a cat so it's <laughs> kind of hard but it's hard casting hollywood cats right now um but the comic book that i did pick is still like i wouldn't call it superhero but it's still kind of like fantastical out of this world but still like has very grounded characters and it is a coming of age kind of story a little bit and uh it's almost like a romantic you could make it a romantic comedy if you turn into a movie i still think but it's also has a a plot of uh, a bank robbery too that it would be the kind of like the plot of the movie i really enjoyed the comic book sex criminals Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that could that could work because it was like I get a general feel of the characters in that, right? Because uh-huh. like these feel like real actors. Is that the one you picked or no? Yeah, I picked. Okay, okay, okay. Let's um, let's let's hear it then. Let you build the world then. Okay, uh, Sex Criminals obviously is an adult mature reading, so I would make it a probably a rated R movie. I would think. Yeah, I right? think so. Uh, title alone so the whole premise is the main character her name is Susie. when okay again this is for adult listening but yes when they when she orgasms literally time freezes like so science fiction time is frozen when she orgasms and then she could move about the frozen in place world right right like a superpower right it is yeah it's not superheroes but there are supernatural things going on it's in the framework Um, and and she she does this and it's about her kind of like learning about her sexuality through the book yeah there's a lot of flashbacks and stuff uh, and then the crux of the the story is like how it starts she meets a guy named John who can do this too like no one else can do this but they've discovered each other and they can do that when he 
also orgasms. Time is frozen. And if they orgasm together, the two of them can walk around in the frozen space of, of time. Right? <laughs> Pretty like, crazy. Literally, idea. like people people pouring water, the water will be frozen in, in like in space, like hanging there. Like and they can do whatever they want. They can mess with people, right? Um I really like the story because it's fourth wall breaking. Oh yeah. It's a very good exploration of uh learning once sexuality even like as you go through adolescence and all this stuff um we get to see it from the point of view of, like how a girl will go through it how a, how a guy would go through it that's true Dif- and really then, different the way they go about it yeah very <laughs> different right it's a very funny book i yeah, think true it's written by matt fraction and drawn by chip zadarsky the cover art and all the artwork inside is very colorful very like pop right um and then just to kind of like mess with it there's also sex police. There are sex criminals, so there are sex police. Right. And they, well, I'll get to it when I talk about the cast, but they are, it's almost like minority report sci-fi stuff for people who break this time-breaking sex law thing. So, yeah, very much so. Uh, it's the whole idea. It's like the the hook of the, the plot of the comic. But um, I would say definitely the main character is Susie. Oh, yeah. So that's the first person I cast. Okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to cast as accurately as I could to like the age and look of the the characters, right? Susie in the book is a librarian, and she's kind of like the one that's like not the cool girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, not really nerdy or anything like that, but just like not the popular it girl of, of whatever time, uh-huh. like high school, whatever, right? Right. Yeah. And a lot of the book is like flashbacks to them at a younger age learning about stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to. Ca- like it's i don't know how you do this in the movie but have uh like kid actors in this movie so yeah. i don't maybe they just talk about it i didn't think so about i didn't that. want to cast a child actor for yeah. this. yeah so uh i went with a uh, someone who's like in their like late 20s early 30s that's their age range i was going for um uh i had some options that i could have gone with do you want me to say like the alternates that i thought of at first if you want to if that's why you want to set it up first yeah okay uh because it's like fourth wall breaking i thought thought of lana condor from uh to all the boys i've loved because okay. that's kind of fourth wall breaking a little bit that's a pretty good pick i could see her in that like middle role like not really nerd but not the it girl either yeah, yeah yeah but in the book there's like a lot of banging like, <laughs> straight up like they're banging and i don't see her doing that okay uh, all right um and then i thought of her name is kaya scardelario right i don't know how to say her last name scardelario do you know who i'm talking about i could see her banging i could <laughs> do you know who, who that actress is yes that's um from uh one of my favorite tv shows skins right yes she plays effie in skins she's also in like the latest pirates movie right she was in like uh what is that maze runner right she was in that one yeah yeah um i like her she's british but she can pull off an american accent kind of um uh, kind of <laughs> kind of but at the end of the day i went with um the actress name is olivia cook do you know who olivia cook is um olivia cook Oh, I do know. She was in the uh, the Bates TV show, right? She was in that, I think. She was in um, Ready Player One. Right. She was in the movie that we... Weird movie that I don't think 
a lot of people saw, but Thoroughbreds, you know, Thoroughbreds. I like that movie. Yes. Yeah, I like that movie. Uh, I think she can bring the like attitude to it because sure. the character does sometimes have an attitude, right? But still, like this, like kind of like introvert also. Right, right, right. Uh, I'd say the character is kind of I use the word quirky a bit. Yeah. Um, and I also could see her doing like you know kind of raunchy stuff. <laughs> but the character's getting possible. Like she's not like she she's not a hundred percent innocent. No. You know I mean? Not uh, uptight, sure. Not a prude. I, I think she's... Right, yeah. You know what? Actually, she was uh, a character in like a narrative podcast that I listened to uh, like oh, kind of yeah. recently. She kind of has like an edge to it like that. She is British, an uh-huh. actually British person, and in the podcast, she's British. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's here or there, you know? Yeah, I, I do like her acting. Um, I don't know. She hasn't really like star-starred as like the main character that kind much. Of. And this would put her in like the lead role almost, right? But uh, I do think she could do it. I wanted to cast people who are not like the Hollywood it person right now or, or like the face of Hollywood or young Hollywood. So okay. I think she's like known enough, but not like uh, a Scarlett Johansson or something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Right. They're not already like maybe in a comic book movie yet or whatever. They're not near the height of things. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so that's what I picked. She's my first cast. She's like the lead. Uh, and uh, Sex Criminals is a great book. What book did you choose? Okay. I thought um, this was like the biggest comic book we could do that was not a superhero thing. So I thought, well, he was probably going to pick this one. Um, maybe you didn't pick it because you, you knew I was going to pick it. It's one of, well, let's say my alternatives, I was thinking about maybe casting Sandman because, but that's already happening, right? Like that's already it's happening. It's already casting, yeah. but I was like, I could do it myself and just not pick any of those actors. I didn't do that. Uh-huh. I picked one of my other favorite comics, Saga, right? I knew it. Was it obvious? <laughs> I think it was obvious. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Saga is like, this is a tough, tough job. Tough job. It was a tough job. I was looking down the list. A lot of people made sense. A lot of people didn't for some reason here or another. Um, but, uh, okay, a bit about the saga, kind of the premise, right? It's this story about this long-standing war between two alien planets. Um, there's Landfall, which is like this big planet with winged people that have like people with wings and they're like technologically advanced fighting this other planet, Reef, that's kind of like this nearby satellite planet that's filled with like people with horns and they're like more like mystical and they have like, they fight with wands and they cast spells, right? They wear like robes, like more in tune with nature. But that's just kind of the backdrop. The real story is the main couple of the, the series, these two uh, characters, Marco and Alana. And their their kid, Hazel, that they, they have. Now, they come from each side of the wall, one from Wreath, one from Landfall. So it's kind of like this Romeo and Juliet type of story type of thing, right? Each side. Yeah. The thing is, that's like never happened before. Like one person from each side, even like having a kid or let alone being in a relationship. So this like, um, the both sides are kind of after them, like hunting them down throughout the galaxy. And it's got an awesome feel to the the comic book because it has like uh, throwing like random aliens in there. Like there's like a crocodile butler or like a winged monkey <laughs> that's like a, a mechanic or whatever, right? So the main characters are humanoid. They have some weird attachments to them, but like there's also other aliens that are just here and there that it's fun. And it's got a beautiful look. Um, Brian K. Vaughn is the writer. His writing is like, 
almost any comic you pick of his is like gonna be a good read for sure um and you mm-hmm. could feel that in this like these people are very real uh no matter if they have, if they're alien and then the art is fiona staples and her stuff is just like crisp and like gorgeous a lot of the covers are these pastel yeah. colors that just feels refreshing right um I, I love her work too it's so good but um so i'm gonna first cast um alana okay she's mm-hmm. the land falling so she comes from the people that are like tech advanced and tech savvy and but she's not the smartest tool in the shed she's kind of kind of a mess in a way like growing up she wasn't like the best in school um she begrudgingly got drafted into this war right so she's like kind of just like okay i gotta do this and she was not that great at that job either she got reprimanded a few times and got like sent to the bottom of the ranks and is like guarding like the pow's so um she's also kind of a rebel in her way right she has like teal hair that's like kind of parted like she has the sides like shaven down so kind of like a rocker look um Uh so who i decided to pick was uh diana guerrero from uh doom patrol the crazy jane who she played doom she plays crazy jane okay yeah i picked her yeah um i could see her yelling a lot as like the crazy jane character because you know she's kind of like a head case right Uh, kind of multiple personality so she could be loud and i see a lot of like arguing a lot with marco and kind of them trying to figure out how to raise this kid in this like tough world and everyone is against them so she's like very loud get wide-eyed and is like kind of turned into the mama bear type of thing um so i can see that and also like her character in doom patrol is kind of kind of a mess right uh she has like her own like this character i feel like in high school was like a punk or a goth right at a certain point and then like uh-huh. kind of grew up a bit and like, maybe left that behind but you still feel see it here and there right type of thing so i could totally right. see that with her character um she was also in like orange is the new black so like i could see her just kind of like down on her luck because she was oh that's where i've seen yeah, her yeah she yes. was also in that <laughs> <laughs> so she i could see her like down on her luck and trying to f- make her way but figuring it out right you know um, like as a prisoner, like you have to like deal and figure it out type of thing. So I think I think she's a good casting for the character. I think most people would not cast her for this, but I see it. I, I, I see it for the role and I, mm-hmm. for the pairing I'm making. It makes sense. I th- can also see her in sensitive moments and like having a kid in her arms and like being a mama to the to the kid because I think that's important, right? These two are the biggest uh, part of the story, definitely. We both pick kind of like um, romantic com- uh, comic books. <laughs> Realizing that now, yeah, and uh, yeah, I guess kind of sci-fi type stuff. Um, oh, well, should I get into my alternative? Some of my uh, honorable mentions for this character. Yeah, who else did you think? Yeah. I was thinking, you know, Naomi Scott kind of just looks like her, kind of. Naomi Scott, she's the the pink Power Ranger. She was Jasmine. But I think, like, she's British also and kind of, like, sounds like the uppity British. I don't think she fits for the personality for the character. Uh, Tessa Thompson, I thought, could be good because, like, you know, her... Right. Valkyrie's kind of like bad. like a, bum, a kind of bumbling around her world. I can see kind of that's kind of how Alana holds herself at some points and, you know, could get angry. So I think that's a, a, a big part of the character possibly. Um, yeah. Maybe Zazie Beats. If you've seen a character on Atlanta, she's kind of like having to deal with like a lot of stuff thrown at her, like society's kind of after, against right. her and like she's kind of settling with a, with a freaking Charles Gambino's character. I forgot 
<laughs> so I, you know, I, I, I like how uh, she's Alana too is kind of like almost like bossy to Marco. So kind of, yeah. I feel like she could do that. She could do that. I should totally do that. So I thought she would, could have been a good fit. I liked her in Invincible too as the voice of the character that kind of fit. Um, so I, th- I always thought she could she could be a good pick, but I ultimately picked Diana Guerrero because I I really like her in Doom Patrol too. She was really great in that show. Okay, yeah. nice. Okay, so that was my first pick for Saga. What you got for yours next? Okay, uh, again, I my book is Sex Criminal, so uh, the story is like a couple, and in the story they, they like meet at a party, and then they discover they hook up, they discover that they both have this weird ability. Yeah, and it's really like a love story. They end up you know. Uh, falling in love and it's more and more and then we learn about how they discovered their abilities and what yeah. they once they knew how to do it what they would do with it right because it's like a superpower at the um, end of the day so you can maybe your first yeah. thing would be like exploit it a bit <laughs> yeah I mean if I could do this I would totally <laughs> use that as a superpower right <laughs> yeah. um, so it's definitely like a, again like a coming of age movie so there's a lot of scenes about first discovering your sexual sexuality at a young age right so it's very different how a girl would go through it than a guy would right right um so the guy character's name is john his name is john johnson which i learned which is like okay (laughs) (laughs) on the nose uh yeah he in the book is a wannabe actor but like a struggling actor so he's working at a bank right okay but he wants to be an actor uh it's like he's like this tall guy so i needed to cast like a kind of a taller guy uh they're both kind of nerdy do you know what i mean yeah totally they're again like not super socially awkward like i think neither of them are socially awkward but they're not you know perfect in a way right yeah like the way they become more attracted to each other is they both kind of like are book nerds and they they're both like quoting stuff from books that they both love right so that's how they kind of like yeah i don't i don't get it either yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so i wanted to again i was trying to cast uh, not like big Hollywood names. Okay, sure. I wanted someone that is known, but not you would think is a leading actor yet. Huh. Um, at first, I was thinking like um, this actor's name is a uh, Skylar Aston. Do you know who that is? I bet you don't know who this is. I don't know. Sky. Did you just make up words together? He's in a uh, Pitch Perfect. He's like the guy in Pitch Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I think I think I know who you're talking about. Not the guy from Workaholics. Yeah. The other guy in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the main guy. Okay. Yes, yes. I think I know. Uh, but I again, I I don't think he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> and the character of John like is tall. Like he looks down. He has to like look down when he's talking to Susie, right? Okay, sure. Um, not that not that comic book movies have to be one to one, right? Like true. Hugh Jackman is playing Wolverine, <laughs> so it doesn't have to be perfect casting. Um, Logan Lerman. Do you know Logan Lerman? Logan. Yeah, I know Logan Lerman. Uh, Perks of being a wallflower. He was in, he was in that. He was in Fury. Oh, right. Uh, he's Percy Jackson. <laughs> I mean, he's not a bad actor, I think. I, I want to see more stuff. He's a good actor. I think he's in enough stuff. Did you know actually. he was almost Spider-Man, too? He was almost really? Spider-Man. Did you know that? But Tom Holland beat him. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I think he's a good actor, but remember, my Susie is played by Olivia Cook. I wanted someone that could mesh well with her, I think, right? Okay, sure. So not, I think Logan Lerman's too nice. His face is too nice. <laughs> <laughs> you need So you want like some chemistry to make sense. Okay. Does it feel yeah. right? Uh, and I wanted someone tall. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I picked okay. someone tall. So uh, you pick like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you know this actor Shaquille O'Neal? Do you know that actor? 
I believe it's Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Uh, I picked the actor. I don't. You'll probably know him if I explain more what he's been in. But okay, Matthew Lewis. Two first names. No, don't know either of those guys. <laughs> you don't know. I cast Matthew Lewis. He plays Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter movies. Okay, I know right away. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. He's pretty tall. Uh, kind of. He's nerdy. tall. And have you seen him now? Have you seen him now? Yes, I have. Yeah. He's like a male model. <laughs> freaking neville he's like he's like cut now i i think right? there's something at the wa- something in the water at hogwarts like i think everyone kind of <laughs> yeah. got hot after that, sh- that movie <laughs> um but uh dude even i think even a good job dudley got be, skinny yeah oh yeah yeah you know freaking queen's gambit right he's with anya taylor joy so weird <laughs> uh I'm just gonna call him Neville. Okay, that's Neville fine. Longbottom. Uh, in the in the book, there's a lot of like I said, raunchy kind of scenes. All right. There's even like scenes where they just explain sex positions, right? I remember. Yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. a flashback, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like he could do some of that stuff, right? Interesting. Like pick. I could, there's an yeah. It's not. He's not like a Hollywood hunk, but I feel like he could. He like if you see him now, this guy's cut. So there's that appeal. Sure, sure. But also, I. Feel <laughs> I feel like it's almost like he doesn't fit in his own body so there's like awkwardness yeah right yeah yeah he's still never long he's still never long he just happened so upon like, his body <laughs> yeah so like uh suzy olivia cook could still kind of like control him <laughs> you know like tell him to do stuff and yeah um, i feel like I, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff let's give him a chance to do this i want to see it interesting I be good. i like the pairing like like what you said, I can see like Olivia Cook being the more confident one and like in the yeah. pairing, but catching like he, he catches the eyes of her in a way. And you know, I could see the chemistry working out too when yeah. them like goofing around or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty much who I thought could do it. Um another thing I just want to say real quick, when, when they uh meet and they discover this power, they talk about like what do they call it when time is frozen, right? Right. And Susie, she calls it the quiet because it's literally quiet, like there's no sound right no vibration she she would use it to just kind of be alone like have time to herself right uh john when he does it he calls it come world (laughs) i mean that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) so i also think like he could bring that like stupid humor to it so uh that's my pick i like that okay that's okay that's pretty good pretty good pick i like your pick so i can see the chemistry um so for my next pick for my my second half of my couple um so marco again he's part of wreath so they're like kind of like nature people like they're more indigenous to their people they understand they're kind of kind of wizards and tune with nature and with that you kind of see this calm in marco because of that like he's really kind of sensible in his way but he has a past like he was in the war too right he has a warrior past um like when we kind of he, see like the earliest of him he's like a prisoner of war and he actually was like right. you see that because he kind of surrendered because he saw the war like too much blood being shed so he's like okay i'm surrendering for everyone on my side because of that right so he's kind of a pacifist in a way as we see him he like carries around this uh-huh. this sword that he's not going to unsheath because he made a vow of nonviolence. Um, so, and also like between the two of them, like if you swing, if you swing in that way, that's fine. But he's actually like the eye candy between the two of them. <laughs> that's how the comic presents it at least. So 
Marco, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of like a, a sensible guy, like I said, but he brings baggage to the relationship as we see later on. We learn about his history, maybe some exes down the road, toss him some uh, trouble <laughs> their way as um, they kind of trying to keep their kids safe, right? So Marco, um, I I was thinking a lot of people brought to mind, there's some foreignness to him because of, they speak a different language over that wreath, right? And like yeah. the tech savvy people, we, we kind of see their language as kind of like English while they wreath is kind of like this foreign world. So I was thinking maybe, this is my, my honorable mentions first, I was thinking maybe Diego Luna because he has, he has an accent to it. Um, uh-huh. So I thought maybe he can- I like him. I kind of like him too. I, I want to see him in more stuff, but almost like the Rogue One stuff, like put too much of it, much of an edge on him that i didn't want in my character so i thought maybe not that um uh again he's kind of like a a guy you know could fight but is a pacifist now so i was thinking maybe michael b jordan could be in it but i was like he gets too much work (laughs) (laughs) he's kind of a more of a uh, like a i don't i don't know i was considering him maybe henry goulding because he you know he could probably fight he's like a handsome guy i thought but I went with a different Asian. I decided I decided on Stephen Yun for for Marco. Oh. Uh, I th- yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but yeah. For casting for Marco. I don't know if I did, but I I, I yeah. happened upon it this time around. I think he's a good fit for the role. Um, you know, his Glenn character, it seems like he's always kind of like whispering as he's talking to Maggie and you know, so you see him <laughs> in this famous relationship ready on The Walking Dead. So it made sense to me, right? And then yeah. uh I I think I I haven't seen Minar yet, but I think he's a great actor and I want to see him in more stuff. Um I just see him in the role. I think I he it makes sense for him to like understand nature and maybe teach impart a few things to Alana. Um, but when he like doesn't agree with stuff, kind of fumble around, kind of angry at Alana because again they're always like arguing as they're trying to keep their kids safe. So I see that going on. I think I think I could also the question was like if I'm a casting director, I don't know if I would cast these two as a couple. But then I realized that's the point, right? They need to feel like they're of different worlds, right? That they have to kind of like yeah, there has to be like an awkwardness to it. But as they learn about each other, they fall in love, and it just makes sense. Yeah, and they can have this sensitive moment moments together so i thought i thought they were a good pairing i i think that's a good choice uh especially in this time because asians are so hot right now <laughs> <laughs> minari's coming out <laughs> uh yeah crazy rich yeah, asians snake eyes and shang chi shang chi yeah, they're killing the game i'm they're, uh... i'm a great casting director i just realized <laughs> <laughs> i can ride the wave totally um now we're almost uh, halfway. You pick Saga. Do you feel like Saga is like too big? Saga is like Star Wars big. Yeah, in the comics, there's so much to the universe that they kind of just yeah. throw in for fun sometimes too. That being said, I we're making these huge movies already, and my I'm definitely gonna say it's just gonna be the first trade. So I can see it. I, I see the arch of my story. I, I'm gonna get into it when we get to other characters, but yeah, I, I definitely see like this being the first movie, and then we're gonna get it's maybe a trilogy you know type of thing mm. and that's i heard that does good nowadays movies like long-running sequels i think i think it's totally possible and when you get the perfect pairing and you see the love on screen i think people are gonna go on board and buy the next movie yeah saga definitely has the fan base for a movie that big too so i think i think yeah going big is not a bad idea not at all i think also like in a way saga you can it kind of legitimized image comics in a way like it catapulted them brought them to yeah. a second level they had walking dead ready and that was a hit but i think saga mm-hmm. right now is still their like best-selling comic they also have sex 
hates criminals, so I picked a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> movie's not even gonna get passed by the rating company <laughs> oh, <come on>. no. <laughs> okay your movie's budget's too big like mine is a almost independent movie <laughs> <laughs> my movie's gonna be a hit okay i don't know if you picked it but i also picked a director uh, my director's uh someone like kevin smith oh <laughs> uh, really i i, I kind of like that idea i didn't i didn't pick a director actually all right um are you ready for my next character i am ready yeah uh, my main character, Susie, like I said, there's a lot of flashbacks to her younger self. Um, and she's not like the cool girls, right? She wasn't part of that group. Sure. And there, she was picked on by the cool girls. And in this story, the cool girls of her like middle school or high school or whatever, she called them the dirty girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, right. So these are like the girls that hang out in the bathroom and smoke cigarettes type of thing? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe a little more advanced than Susie was okay. at that age. I hear ya. So when she's learning about herself, she actually approaches one of these girls. She's like the head cool of the dirty girls. <laughs> her name is Rachel, Rachel Jackson, right? And like, you're exactly right. The scene where she asks her stuff, she's like smoking in the bathroom. Okay, right? I kind of remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they actually like, as the sh- they go through the, the story and she's like an adult now, they're like friends. Like they're like BFFs, even though they did not get along. They're like opposite cliques in high school or whatever okay gotcha but now now they're like roommates right mm, okay down the road so i i needed to cast someone that is maybe like more edgier than Susie, the main character someone that is maybe has more sexual experience than her right makes sense okay uh i was thinking um one of the actresses i thought i don't know if you know this actress bridget lundy Payne. she is in the netflix show atypical oh the bigger sister i don't know i don't watch the show <laughs> wait what and then she, what else she okay go ahead she's also in that new Bill and Ted movie. okay yeah we're thinking about the same act- actress okay <laughs> <laughs> she has like the attitude of like a, uh, I don't know not a st- studious girl you know what I mean kind of sure definitely definitely Bill and Ted type of feel uh, yeah, kind of over yeah. it. Yeah, she has like a yeah attitude. I could see her yeah, having like a party side, right? Okay, uh, that too. Okay, right. And uh, the in the book, they're like roommates. So I wanted someone relatively same age as the actress I picked for Susie, and they are only about a year apart as the the actress that I picked to play Rachel. And I know you don't really like this actress, hmm. and I even kind of like I'm loose with the word actress. <laughs> What does that mean? I picked Cara Delevingne. Oh, the model? <laughs> she's been in movies, all right? So she's an actress. There's uh, one movie, I think it's called like Paper Towns, and she tries to do yeah. an American accent, and she can't. Yeah, it is bad. It's so, <laughs> let me borrow your car. <laughs> um, well, I have her in my movie, okay? And she's playing like the the friend of Susie that maybe like taught her everything she knows about okay so, uh i think cardelvine could fill that role okay you kind of i get her, i know her like personality so maybe i'm kind of on board i can get that because it's kind of different from the role she's had so far it's like a lot of like sci-fi stuff and like action stuff actually yeah valerium yeah freaking that uh suicide squad the first one the classic right she's played the actual like main villain right 
Yeah. So she she's like a star. Star. Yeah. <laughs> Her star is rising. Uh, oddly enough, I also considered Kaya Sacardalario. I don't know. Oh, for this one. But like, yeah, like I could have seen her in both roles. Interesting. Okay, I I think she like fits more for this role. I could see that actually. Yeah, but in the yeah, in the end of the day, I picked Cardell Levine. I think that's cool. Um, I think the character Rachel has brown hair, and so does she. So that's why I picked her. Wait, does she even have brown hair? I thought she's like a dirty blonde. Okay. Yeah, like dirty blonde brown. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Because there's no way to change hair color. <laughs> So for my next pick, um, I'm going to build the world out a bit more. So there's two planets, right? They're warring, but they actually bring in other planets into this war. Like they, um, you know, some of the other planets pick sides and the war leaks out and it kind of ruins other planets. But also some other planets, they uh, profit from the war and get rich off of this war. So there's actually this one civilization called the Robots and they like... (laughs) Profit from the war so much that they're kind of rich and they have like, it's almost like they have, they have all royalty, like a monarchy system. They have like this king that's like uh, a fat king that has like a flat screen TV for a face because these robots, they have TVs for faces. Pretty cool idea. These are my favorite characters. Pretty cool. They have TVs, like TVs or monitors for faces and they kind of have like metallic kind of skin, I think. And they can like, their arms can turn into like blasters, like Mega Man type of thing. So they are kind of like mm-hmm. androids, but I think they're also aliens. Um, but the main character I'm actually casting is one of the princes. So one of the sons of the king. His name is Sir Robot the Fourth, And he's actually... <laughs> Sir Robot <laughs> yeah, He He was also involved in the war. And again, people are out for this couple and their kid. So like both sides are getting their best people to go after the this kid in the in the family. So he was like yeah. tasked into go find them and hunt them down too. Um, and he's kind of also like everyone is kind of done with this war so he's kind of also like over it and like he just wants to go home and just like relax and go on vacation he's kind of you know again they're like royalty he's like kind of uppity and kind of sick of everything yeah Um, so I picked someone that was kind of given off that vibe I kind of only had one actor in mind. It is Tom Pelfrey. He um, never heard of him. Might recognize him as Ward from Iron Fist. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah okay. I picked that guy. I can see him with a TV for a face. <laughs> so that kind of that's kind of a lame thing. If you are getting cast for this, is that like you're not gonna have your face on TV? And your face is not gonna be a TV. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> you are gonna have a face on TV. <laughs> the face thing is kind of cool actually because it's like. It's not just a blank screen. It'll be like a image on the screen. It's like a reaction to what's going on, like a almost like <laughs> yeah. doing like a Google search about a reaction type of thing. It's pretty cool. Um, so it sucks for him if he's casted in this. You're never gonna see his face. But you know, in that role, he's like the son of the boss of this giant corporation. So kind of same type of role, right? He kind of is uppity. At some points, you totally get that he kind of looks down on people. Um, yeah, it's not too much of a character of that either. Kind of, it's kind of realistic, but he still does look down on people at certain points. Um, and this is like a so I feel for like the character. It's kind of like the English monarchy type of feel, right? So I can see him in like some high end clothes too, right? With like the sash over your your chest and like the high knee high boots type of thing, kind of rich uppity. Uh, but at a certain point, he like loses favor with his father, right? So kind of, kind of. 
is bumbling around life in a certain way. So I think also his role in Ozarks kind of fits for the character, which is like the side brother who's like doesn't have everything figured out. Yeah. So I think he can play both roles, you know, dirty up his pristine haircut in that role. I think he's a good choice for the character. I didn't really have any other honorable mentions. I was kind of befuddled with this character. I really like uh, that character. He's like my favorite in the in the book. Right. You don't even. It's like the Mandalorian type of thing where you don't really get his expression ever, but he's the most like snarky right. one. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. What What's that actor's name again? Uh, Tom Pelfrey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say what you will about the Iron Fist show. I think he was really good in it. I think he's my favorite character on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I wanted to see more. Of him in other things, so I, I like to see him in Ozarks too, even though it's like a side character. Yeah, um, I only have two more characters, so I only did five total. Did, how many did you do? I would say I, I did two that are like main ones, and then I'll just rattle off like like my side ones that I did cast. Okay, I only did five, and then I haven't even like really dug into these characters yet as I'm telling the story. Sure, but uh, again, the main characters can freeze time when they orgasm, right? <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna use this to their advantage because soon. Susie is a librarian, right? And it's a struggling business. It's actually going to close down because who goes to the library anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John works at a bank. He hates that job, right? He doesn't like it. He wants to be an actor, but he knows all about the bank. So they are going to freeze time and then rob the bank mm. to save the library. That's the whole plot of the first trade, right? Interesting idea. Uh, but again, like I said, if you have sex criminals, you're going to have sex police. <laughs> Right. It's like time stuff. It's kind of like having time cops. Exactly. Yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is even this um, movie? So out of nowhere kind of comes these sex police and they are in like l- latex white kind of almost glowing white costumes uh-huh, right right and there's there's three of them there's one that's like the main boss there's and then there's like two henchmen guys and one of the henchmen guys is like this kind of like heavy set overweight kind of like just like this like weird looking face kind of like what not a heartthrob of any no, thing, no right kind of black um he doesn't he's barely talks in the book too like he's kind of just there right? yeah uh, but he's such like a kind of like a, a funny character because like he sticks out just uh, out of nowhere like these sex police show up to capture the main characters because they're robbing a bank right? <laughs> and he, yeah he is kind of like just funny just because he's being there like you could kind of see his gut under his shirt like his shirt kind of like picks up a little bit okay I think I could go a lot of ways with this I'm casting myself yeah. too in my head okay but again like he's not a big character he's not a main character he barely talks so I didn't want to cast like a big name for it huh, right okay. and it like it, you could go with like a jack black or something like that <laughs> yeah but uh, I, I don't think it's like worth his time i don't want to bother jack i don't think he'd sign up for role. this movie either <laughs> um you could go uh kind of like a danny devito but maybe too okay. old and and he is a cop so there's like a little bit of action and so i need mm, some right. mobility right okay uh i went with this actor you probably don't know him and i'm it's gonna be hard for me to even like get you to know who he is but his name is adrian martinez uh uh-huh. he's oh he's kind of like this working like side actor guy i think i know who it is he's in this movie called 
called Focus with Will Smith. Oh, okay. He is in uh, the Ben Stiller movie Secret Life of Walter Mitty. All right. I don't remember all the characters in that. Yeah. There's no way you're going to know him unless you just Google him right now. Like, like He's one of those guys like, oh, I've seen this guy. What's his his name? If you just said the name, you're not going to know him. Adrian Martinez. So Google it now. I think and, I think I know he is. I think I've, I've seen him in a uh, TV show. I just looked it up yeah, and he's I got done a, a lot of stuff. Oh, this guy. Okay, someone. I was thinking about someone <laughs> different. I googled Adrian Martinez and I got a football player. So that was not the one. I typed in actor. Someone else. No, that's him. That's no, him. No. <laughs> oh, this guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like he's he's in a lot of stuff, but he's also like not a star. So I mean, the role itself is not a big role, but it's just like a funny guy there so that's who i got i think he is pretty funny like that that actor yeah i got taken back he's also in like Stumptown. yeah i got taken back seeing him and i was like okay i could totally see him in the role now <laughs> <laughs> who did you think i was talking about i thought you uh you, there is a latino another heavyset guy i thought it was the guy from last man on earth i thought it was that guy Oh, yeah, I could see that guy, too. I thought about him, but he's also, like, pretty tall. Oh, he's got the mustache. I was like, makes sense, kind of. Yeah, but this guy, I, I kind of like this this actor, so I'm going with Adrian Martinez. Again, I, there's not a lot to explain about this guy. <laughs> he's kind of just, like, comic relief, almost, so that's who I'm going with. I like it. I could see it visually, look it up. Not the football player, guys, okay. Okay. Um, All right. For my next pick, again, a lot of people on both sides are after this couple. um, And one side actually hires a mercenary assassin um, to look, hunt them down. This is like a common thing in this world. They're kind of like, there's like a guild of them. They're called the freelancers, right? And so this character called The Will is one of these mercenaries. And he's like this badass kind of guy, like mercenary. He's got this weapon at his side. It's kind of like a lance that can extend out and get super uh, long and like, stab someone from across the way, really far away. And he kind of carries out at his hip, right? So it's almost like he's like a cowboy in the way he stands and like meets these enemies, mm. right? The thing is with all of that, he's also a lot of the times the butt of the joke, kind of <laughs> like a lot of the, right? <laughs> so like a good example, like there's this moment in the comic book where he has like this like Liam Neeson type moment where he's like over the phone. is like, I'm going to kill you after killing everyone you love, right? And then he hangs up and he like, he cries because he's like so sad. And it's, sort of, it, it's like this, like <laughs> he like cries in his palms and his hands. And for the readers, like played for laughs. And so there's like a lot of times he's like a butt of the joke. So that's, that's his character, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like, who's this guy that could do all this cool action, like a manly man, but can like turn on the side and have it be funny, right? In certain points, like when like no one's looking. So I was thinking maybe Jai Courtney could do this, but I was like, that's... That's too goofy. I like Jack Courtney. I like Jack Courtney too. Like even <laughs> even if he was in the first Suicide Squad, like he's it's a bit too goofy for what I was going for. I was looking for like the cowboy stern type at some points, right? Okay, yeah. I was thinking right. I was, uh, you're gonna like this next pick that I was considering, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes. Okay. We're well, done. <laughs> you, that's who you pick. I didn't pick that guy. He's he, he's a good actor. I gotta say, he's a good, in, even like the dramatic stuff outside of superheroes. Right. He's good. He's done he's done two superhero comic movies already, but I did not pick him. So that, uh, don't I, worry. I, he was almost he was almost Batman. I he was almost Batman. They picked Robert Pattinson, but he was almost Batman. I think he was like second to be next for Batman if it wasn't Robert Pattinson. So uh, close. 
man, man. Uh, Twilight took it out for you. Okay. So who I picked, <laughs> maybe this guy is maybe a little bit too old for the role, but I think he fits. I picked Chris Pine for the will. Okay. I Yeah. You know what? Now that you mention it, I could see him playing both sides of that character. Exactly. Right. Because he's, you know, he's so fun. When you think about him, he's so fun in like Wonder Woman. Yep. He's the Steve Trevor's super nice guy. He can be this, the will is kind of like this leading man on its side. So he is also leading man like Captain Kirk, right? So there's that. Yep. But I like his dramatic stuff too in like Hell or High Water where he's like this, right? Like uh, like a yeah. pistol wielding kind of quiet guy and kind of dark protagonist though. And also like he's a man of his vices, this character. So like he'll like just like quit the job and like go to like the Vegas planet or whatever, that type of kind of guy. <laughs> and I can maybe see that in Chris Pine a bit too. So he's the guy I picked and I thought he was a good pick. Maybe a little bit too old. Maybe he's too much of a big face, like big actor ready. But I thought it'd be kind of cool if he's playing the side. Saying he has a big head. Not that not that no. no, no. Um <laughs> But I, I think he's a great pick. I I, I wanna see him uh, I wanna see him in a lot of stuff. I think he would be great in this role. I like that pick. Yeah, yeah. I think um a surprise pick for me. I was thinking uh I needed to go more stern with it. Less less caricature funny guy. Okay, so that was my pick. What's mm. what's he, what do you got next? So this is my last casting choice. Okay. Uh this is the leader of the sex police who is like this very like hard faced woman, like stern, kind of like you don't want to cross her. She's the boss, right? Yeah. Uh and I didn't like I think the character in the book is a little older, but I, I kept it kind of young. Younger, okay, right? fair enough. Um, and then you mentioned uh, Ozarks earlier. All right, yeah. Yeah, I picked the boss for the sex police. Her In the book, they call her Kegel Face because <laughs> she always has like this face that looks like she's doing Kegels. Right. But uh, I picked the actress Julia Garner, who is like the blonde curly hair actress in Ozarks. Oh, really? Okay. I can see her boss people around. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think she's like the great actress. Like, she's probably probably gonna be the best actress in my movie <laughs> oh wow okay i think she's very good um i can see her being like the very like authoritative even though she's like like shorter and younger she could still be like the boss totally like she like at certain points barks around um jason bateman's character right exactly yeah and i could see her being like the authority after these two bank robbers right and i haven't seen her in anything other than ozarks so I'd, i want to see her in stuff i want to see her break through into movies and uh the character of kegel face <laughs> Uh, we learn it more throughout the book but like these sex police might not be as authoritative as you might think like they Uh, we learned in the book that they're kind of just like regular people (laughs) right right right. i know you're talking about okay yeah so she could play like both sides of that like i think like because like in the book she just has like a family regular old life kids she's like a stressful soccer mom and i think she could do that and then she could like put on the sex police costume and like be chasing these sex criminals right and also bossing around the team yeah okay that's a good pick right. surprise for me for that one too okay yeah uh so that's pretty much my whole cast uh kind of small it's a dark humor comedy movie about a lot of like coming of age sex learning about sex and then it's also with the underscore of like a bank heist movie oh right yeah and the sci-fi element obviously yeah so it's definitely uh r-rated comedy rom-com that's how i would pitch this Okay, okay. Sci-fi rom-com already. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'd watch that movie. I'd watch that. I'd, I'd, I'd pay for a ticket for that. Okay. Um, so for my last character, at least for my main cast, 
Um, in the story, they're going across this planet called Cleave. They're not on the big two planets. They're trying to get off this planet because everyone knows they're there. This is like one of the planets that's like a war front. And they're actually trying to uh-huh. make it to this uh, spot on the planet that has a rocket ship. And they have like a treasure map to get there. But they have to pass through this jungle that apparently is haunted, right? There's like ghouls <laughs> and monsters there. Um, when they come across this, they actually learn and meet that the ghosts are not actually that bad. They meet one of the ghosts. Um, her name is Isabel, and she is like a teenage girl that is died as a died as a teenager and is a ghost now, right? And actually, she's floating around and kind of like you know, kind of opaque, right? You can't see see through her. She could you could see through her, right? And yeah. she is kind of like a whiny teenager type of feel. Also, like she's just the top half of her body because she like died in a horrible way. But that's kind of she plays it for laughs in a way. Um, she's like this a whiny, annoying teenager, uh, right? Um, but also she's like not scared of anything because she's a ghost. Like what else could she lose, right? Like that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and she ends up being like the babysitter for the uh, the baby that they have, Hazel. So I thought this was an important character to cast. So for this one, I picked Sadie Sink. Now, uh, she's the redheaded girl in the later seasons of Stranger Things, right? Uh, oh, okay. That girl. She was also in um, that R.L. Stein Netflix show that I talked about, uh, Fear Street, that the movie, right? She was like the middle one. Yeah. Uh, I think I think she does a pretty good job. Um, and the whole thing that she's like kind of whiny teenager. I could see that from her. She kind of like, I was like, okay, I, I got to do this now. Like I got to take care of this baby type of thing. And it could be played for last for the movie, I think. Um, so I think she definitely played that role. Um, she kind of plays as like a tomboy almost. Sure, yeah. So I, I think, I think a tomboyish kind of ghost character would be kind of fun, kind of something to throw in the mix, right? Because uh, at the end of the day, it's like the, it's this couple kind of scathing through life, trying to get out of there, and people trying to hunt them down. And then there's just like this ghost character that just doesn't care about anything. <laughs> Half a ghost. Half a ghost, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so that was my last casting for the main cast. You, you don't have any more. I mean, um, there's more uh, uh, like these uh, sex police but there's this one guy that doesn't really talk and he's like he kind of like has like a a full covered mask like you don't even see his face right. and he's kind of like a gimp <laughs> from uh from uh pulp fiction or something like that right so uh, uh channing tatum could play him i'll say that <laughs> he's done that role before i think i don't know i don't like your typecasting you, you know it's <laughs> oh sorry <All> right. <laughs> Um, okay, so my other side characters, it's pretty much the exes of people that have cast already, like uh, ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. of Marco is this one um, character that's also from her, his planet, so it's like uh, she has horns also, but she's kind of confident in herself, and it's like she's kind of great, like you don't get like why Marco left her in the first place for Alana, it's kind of strange. So for that, I picked mm-hmm. uh, Anna Diop. She's in Titans. She plays Starfire. I was like, oh, okay. I thought that was cool. a good fit. She's for a good that. actress. She's a good actress, and she could be confident in herself, um, and also like make trouble for Marco in the future for for the as as they meet up and like why why'd you leave? Why'd you leave? Like she was like a, a past fiance at yeah. a certain point, right? So I could see that. Um, and then there's this one character called the Stock. She is another one of these mercenaries, right? Yes, she's cool. These like freelancers. She her top half of her body is like a woman, um, but she has no arms, and her lower part of her body yeah. 
is like a spider, like a, like a gigantic spider body with a, you know, all arms, like all her, all her spider legs are actually just arms and they have hands. And so she's a good, uh, mercenary because all those arms can have all separate weapons. Right. So really good at that. And she is actually the will's ex-girlfriend. So she's kind of like a, Mm -hmm. like a seductress in a way. Right. And kind of like the one that got away for the will. So I thought for this, I would pick Vanessa Kirby. Oh, okay. I can see that. Uh, her Princess Margaret kind of has a similar vibe from the crown and also the action stuff. She's like in Fast and the Furious and Mission Impossible. So there's some action she does in that. So I thought she could be a good pick. It made sense to me. Uh, so that was yeah. that was my full list of uh, actors. Anything you want to... What did you think of this? Was this fun for you casting these or was it hard? Well, I, I try to do a realistic casting. Like, you know, I, I didn't put all superstars on it. You know what I mean? Okay. So that was fun. And I definitely like highlighting non superhero comic books like more of these deserve to be movies like yes a lot of comic books are getting their own shows now but they're all superhero stuff like even the stuff that's like not superhero stuff is still kind of superhero stuff like umbrella academy you know what i mean totally yeah i mean yeah, they're literally superheroes yeah. it's just not marvel or dc yeah yeah but i mean like yeah i, I want to see there's there's great comic book stories that have nothing to do with like capes and tights and stuff right. and that's i want to see more of that stuff so this is fun i like I liked doing it and honestly there's a lot more choices that we I could have, have gone with so we could probably do this again in the future yeah it was a fun fun time I think we can there's other books out there um, I really didn't hold back and like the pro- budget or anything. I was like, just get whoever I wanted. <laughs> and looking at my list now, I realized like almost pretty much all my people have been in comic book movies, not superhero comics, but they've <laughs> been in comic book movies like literally everyone <laughs> looking back now or TV shows at least. See your your movie is like a summer blockbuster. Yeah. And my movie is like a my movie comes out in like February. <laughs> <laughs> you yours like stays in the theater like a week or two. <laughs> no, my my movie wins Sundance, uh. and your <laughs> yours like gets all the money. My my movie is like so high expectations, and it, everyone's disappointed because it doesn't live up. Yeah. <laughs> And mine's like the surprise hit. Okay. That no one expected. <laughs> All right. Okay. My movie actually makes more money than yours. I didn't. I don't know if you knew. That. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, my diehard fans are the ones who are gonna watch it over and over on streaming. It's gonna. It's gonna make so much money in the back end in the streaming market. <laughs> oh my! Yours is like Dune, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but this one is fun. I liked it. Nice. Do you want to run down your list really quick for each of your characters, who you finally casted for your character? Yeah, again, um, Sex Criminals. Uh, for Susie, I picked Olivia Cook. For John Johnson, I picked Matthew Lewis. That's uh, Neville Longbottom right. from the Harry Potter movies. Rachel, the friend and roommate, I picked Cara Delevingne. Um, Julie Gardner from Ozarks is playing Kegelface, the boss of the sex police. And then uh, her like henchman guy, kind of like just like a side funny character, Adrian Martinez. In the book, like they don't have names because they just name them whatever. In the book, he's like known as bus driver. That's what they call him. <laughs> I love that bus driver. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for my comic, I of course pick Saga. Um, for Alana, I pick Diana Guerrero. Uh, of course, she's like the mess character. That's the mother figure. Uh, Marco, he's uh, like the... Um, the calm, sensible one. That's Stephen Yun, the father. Um, and for our robot TV face guy, I picked yeah. Tom Pelfrey for the will, the, the mercenary hunting them down. I picked Chris Pine. And for Isabel, the uh, ghost babysitter, 
I uh, picked Sadie Sink. And uh, I'll mention those other two. I, for the stock, I had Vanessa Kirby. And for Gwendolyn, I picked uh, Anna Diop. There's, uh, I know this is your story and, and, and your book, what you chose. But there's one more character in your book that I really like. Oh, okay. That's Lion Cat. Lion Cat, yeah. He, again. I know he always says one word, but like, so does Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that for a while. Like, I wanted to cast him just for fun. All he says is lying, right? And I'm picturing... That's, he just, that's all he says. He's a cat, but he can say... He can speak English, but just one word. So I, I didn't know who to have for like a raspy kind of... Yeah. You know, Gilbert Godfrey? I don't know. <laughs> I really like that character though. Because it's like whenever someone's lying, he just goes lying. Lying. <laughs> yeah, so cool. It looks really cool too, yeah. But yeah, that was fun. I, I liked your, your picks. Yeah, I liked yours too. Uh, I would watch both for movies. Maybe sneak into the theater and get a two for one. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to talk about real movies now? <laughs> All right. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's get into our side stories. First off, I don't want to deter too much away from my real side story. Okay. But I just want to mention, I'm still watching The Challenge and it's still awesome. So that's still happening. But I, I can't talk about that every week, even though I will mention it every week, probably. It's going to be a uh, challenge. <laughs> <laughs> hear it all every week uh, it's funny like you don't watch it but you know everything that's happening <laughs> people at home don't have uh, a Chris to explain every single thing every other dynamic going on <laughs> people at home don't have MTV anymore <laughs> <laughs> people don't know what MTV uh. is <laughs> But anyway, my real side story this week is I finally got to catch up a little bit of the third season of Titans. Oh, yeah. I watched a bit of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't watched all three or four, whatever is out now, maybe even five episodes, but I did watch the first two, and those are heavily centered around what the trailer was talking about, um, Jason Todd, Red Hood. Okay. I watched those two episodes, so I'm I'm up to part with you. Okay, cool. Uh, I like it. I like what I'm seeing. Um, It's definitely got that same feel as more like season two right season one i felt like almost like a build-up and kind of still figuring out these characters season two i think started really good yeah and it felt like one of the better comic book shows um maybe didn't stick the landing but season three now i feel like is is like finding its way again i agree it's getting good i agree like the mystery of it in the beginning it caught me right at the start i think and it got me on board pushing through the story i really liked it yeah yeah um it starts off kind of just like get into it. Let's let's not even waste time. Um, set it up so that way we can get to the real meat of the the story. And uh, I kind of like that because then when we get into like the the real driving force of why everyone is back together, like it's good. I think uh, especially like episode two because we get to see more of my favorite characters in the show is Hawk and Dove. You're right. Uh, yeah. I know they're not the the most popular, and I don't even really know them in the comic books, but they're my favorite characters in the show i agree uh, i think um uh i think her dove is the the female right i think she's kind of yeah she's that actress is kind of great in a lot of things but i think um hawk i am surprised of how good he is in this show like oh i didn't know this guy's a good actor yeah. i kind of just thought he was like he's like a you know just like a bro actor that pops up here and there but he's pretty good in this right mm-hmm. yeah he's good he was good in the second season too and i think like i would love to see him in more things like outside of the show like I want to see him do regular roles, not a superhero role, but 
I they're my favorite characters in the in the show. Their their drama is like better than the other drama <laughs> parts of the show. Kind of true, right? Yeah, I do get confused which one Hawk and which one Dove is sometimes. But besides that, really, like the, just the names of get which one is which. They're both birds, but um, besides that, I, I like I've, Dove is such a such a feminine bird. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about the like the what they look like in the comics, and they just look like people that are in, like bird costumes. So I, I forget. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I like about this show is um, so like I've been watching TV for a long time. Oh, all right, for sure. <laughs> just to set this up, I was pretty much raised on TV. Me too. Right? Me too. So I I know storytelling. I know how a story goes. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Do you know what I mean? Like you watch a show, I kind of could guess how the third act will go before we get there. Right. Okay. Your your audience eyes or experience, you know how it's gonna go about. Yeah, but this. Show show is i feel is not afraid to kind of break that really to go to not be so formulaic and they don't care about the baggage that dc characters bring with them they're like if we don't want them or we want to change something about it we'll just do it and tell our own story like if you haven't seen it i'm going to spoil a little bit of it but like um like batman's there right and nightwing is there but they're just like oh yeah alfred's dead that, that's he's a huge part of the batman lore but like sure. here it's like no we don't even get him he's dead uh same thing with commissioner gordon it's like oh um batman's still around and all that and his daughter's still around but uh he the commissioner gordon jim gordon he's dead we don't even see him once right right so they're not scared to just start that way and not have those characters available to them later a lot of shows especially cw shows like they're scared or don't like maybe the executives are scared to bring in the bigger characters because like we want to save them in case we need them later here it's like we don't need them. They're dead. Let's get on with the, these characters. I think I know what you're saying. It's a, uh, they, they call it like fan service, right? Like, I know these characters yeah. are someone I'm familiar with, but we know you guys are like that, but we're not going to hold them precious. We're, if they don't fit for the story, we're trying right. to say, we're just going to have the story we want to say, right? Right, yeah. They're not putting anybody on a pedestal. Like, even Batman, oh, like, sure. you would think like, in Batwoman, the show on CW, like, Batman is like this, they mention him, they see his stuff but you never see him right shadows he's like he's not here in in the show like right away we see bruce wayne and he's like he sucks <laughs> kind of right yeah you know what i mean yeah i remember they they did build him up to be this like uh kind of a monster in robin's eyes in the beginning but you get to meet him and he's kind yeah. of like just a, a guy like a middle-aged guy yeah so it's they're not scared to kind of like just change a little bit about these big big characters that everyone knows i yeah i totally agree there's also like uh not to reveal too much but there's just like big reveal moment that i was expected to be like the end of the season but it was in like the second mm-hmm. episode like I, I don't want to reveal what right, it was already i was thinking it was going to be towards two-thirds into the season but no not really yeah they just get into it yeah so they're just like reworking what you're expecting the story to be right even season one like it's a titan show and i'm thinking like yeah we'll get to meet these characters individually and then they form a team and then we'll learn about this team right but even in season one they just start introducing characters that i would not expect right away like we're following dick grayson in season one as robin and then they just introduce a whole new robin right away <laughs> that's true yeah to kind of upstage so him i'm a just bit. like wow they're not really holding back maybe they know like hey <laughs> shows get canceled pretty quick so let's just hurry up uh-huh. and get to this <laughs> let's hurry up and introduce these characters that could be it comic movies you can get them like diamond does it nowadays before they were like a big <laughs> yeah. deal but 
we're surprised we get green, this greenlit maybe you know <laughs> yeah so I, I think this is one of my more enjoyable shows to watch the tie-in show on HBO Max um, I still haven't checked out Doom Patrol it feels like that's a totally different kind of show yeah for but, sure uh, maybe that's more your thing and more my thing is Titans I like it okay well I'm, I'm glad you're getting your fill I mean I still like Doom Patrol one of my favorite shows I, it's, it's not out yet for the next season um, yeah I'm liking some of these DC shows I still feel like Swamp Thing is in the gutter it's never coming back uh, I liked what I did see of it though yeah. which is a bummer um, I think it'll be back you think so I, I, I'm i just maybe not that iteration but something will be back eventually yeah it could be he is a weird character at the end of the day though you know if they ever get into it does like dark things if they plan for that right we're planning for teams nowadays we're not planning for individual things if they can uh, plan out stuff like that how Disney is like playing these smaller characters to just bring them together in these series. Um, I could expect it to happen, yeah. but I don't know. Bringing back those actors, I don't see happening just because they moved on to other things already. They didn't mm-hmm. schedule yeah. that out. Um, but I'm like a Titans season three so far. The question is, are they going to land, stick this landing as good as, no. <laughs> better than season two? <laughs> Maybe no. maybe season two didn't end great because they did all like ramp up the beginning so good and then we're like oh we didn't think about the ending. <laughs> yeah, these shows are definitely like top heavy. Like they get you in the beginning and then they're like mm, whatever, just close all the ends at the end. Like right, right. I have a feeling this is just gonna end with whatever. <laughs> like they they're maybe writing the next season already before they finish the second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so Titans 3 would recommend you would too, right? Um, uh, is that what you want to say yep. about that show? Yeah, uh, I've only seen two episodes and I don't want to ruin it yet. It's still pretty new. So I'll just say like uh, it gets the Chris reader copy seal of approval okay. for now. Nice. Move over, Oprah. Okay. Um, I got two series I wanted to talk about. Kind of a, well, first I want to talk about is on Hulu. I think it's FX on Hulu, whatever, again, whatever the heck that means. <laughs> but it's called Reservation Dogs. Have you seen you know ads for that? I've heard of it. I've seen the ads and I've heard of it and I want to watch it. It's pretty pretty fun uh, TV show. It is a Taika Waititi, I think, executive produced show. And it's nice. centered around kind of like teenagers that are Native Americans. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, they uh, are in a situation where they kind of struggle for money. And um, it's like a fun group of teenagers that are like, you know, goofballs and friends. Um, there's like the main character's name is Bear. And he is, uh, he's like a, a good guy at the end of the day, but it's just like a fun group of teenagers. But in the free time, what they actually do is they, they steal a lot of stuff. Like the first, like they're like robbers. Like they're, oh, really? they're like plan heist, not like it's big heist. Like the first one is like, they'd steal like a, like a, like a truck filled with like potato chips and they sell that at like the junkyard. <laughs> So let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, yeah, they 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 attempt to rob a bank, and then one of them gets shot, and it turns out that guy's a cop. What? I don't even know. I was that freaking. <laughs> I had to put it together. What you're doing? No, maybe I haven't finished the season yet. One might be a cop, but they're again <laughs> teenagers that are kind of live in this Native American reser- reservoir community, right? It's a reservation. Um, <laughs> reservoir. Yeah. Um, and you know. It's it's kind of it's really funny. Like everyone on the show is pretty funny. There's like these two uh, little people, Native Americans, that do this like rap thing. That's pretty funny. Like there's obscure <laughs> characters in there. They have like 
um, like this old uncle that shows up in season three that teaches them about fighting because one of them is like bullied. Season no, episode three. So. Is it season three? Episode three. Oh, okay, sorry. I was gonna say like there's three seasons already. Cool. Okay. Yeah, brand new, brand new uh, TV show, and so I it's a good time. I I wouldn't say it's like must see TV, but it's kind of fun seeing their perspective and how they're trying to like drum up some money because they they like hate where they're at right now and they want to like move to California and like have a different life. Oh. So they're like you know kind of like dreaming as teenagers. They're like gathering money together, trying to trying to figure out some way to do it. But their like ancestors will like they'll see visions of them and trying to impart morals in them. And it's kind of goofy in a way. Like everyone in the show is pretty dang funny. Um, I really like the actor Bobby Lee, and he makes an appearance on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like his podcast, but he shows up as a like their doctor at their clinic, and he's like the one <laughs> just like addressing everyone's like sicknesses. So I, I like his character; it's pretty funny. Trying to mac on the main character's mom because she works there. Uh, <laughs> so I like the show. I think I like Taika Waititi. He's uh, representing a different voice out there, right? Because I think he's Maori, which is like native people of um, where he's from, right? So, yeah. so he's you know bringing a voice to that. Uh, the other show, uh, it's called. It's kind of you know again like a band of uh, teenager thieves. Actually, um, it's a uh, show called Outer Banks. Uh, I everything you're saying is like something I want to watch. Yeah, I, seen yet. <laughs> I my initial impression was this is like a like a CW type show that they're throwing onto Netflix. Like it's like pretty people that are it's gonna be a throwaway, but it's kind of it's kind of a fun show still. Like it's actually these uh, teenagers that also don't have a lot of money, but they live in like I think it's like the Bayou or something like that. Like it's like swampy area, and they're like their parents uh-huh. are like kind of like fishermen that like go out and like fish for stuff. And but they do they say do they do they say monami monami no they don't really have an accent no <laughs> one has accent pretty much on the show uh, I don't know maybe it's like Florida or something like that I don't know where the heck the Outer Banks are but um, the whole idea is there they live in like the poor community and then right next door is like the the rich community that also lives like on the lake right and they have like the nice houses yeah. they have like words for them into like the poor people are called the pogues. And then the okay. rich people are called the kooks. So they're being cute with that. I don't really like, like that at all. But there's definitely like a division with the people. Now, the cool thing about this show is like um, there in the beginning, there's like a big storm that goes on. There's a like kind of wreckage in the town. Everyone's trying to get electricity. And like a lot of the ships were in the crash and are like people are kind of struggling. But and then these this group of teenagers, they happen upon what could be like a crash of like an old crash from like the 1700s of a ship, like a treasure ship. And they mm. all go about like this different ways of trying to figure out how like go into the backlogs of the, of the city, of the town, try to figure out lead in, leads into how to find the ship because they just have like an indication of where it is. And also the dad of the main character is gone missing before all of this. And he's kind of, um, the son is kind of just left on his own. He, he's like 17 or whatever, right? He's almost an adult, but yeah. he doesn't have any parents around anymore. And the dad, apparently, uh-huh. there's like indications that the dad was on the trail of this treasure and was like almost finding this like treasure, like this gold that's sunk at the bottom of the sea there. And so... It's 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 a fun show. I I think it, I I wrote it off when I first saw the trailer, but it's it's it got a season two. And I'm like, okay, pretty good show, fun stuff. As they they're trying to figure out the the, the town secret of how the heck this this gold made it there, and um, there's it's it's like a town thing where like some of the weird strange people in town are conspiracy theorists about how they got stuck down there. 
Um, again, maybe not the height of television, but a fun time. It's an okay show. I, I like it. Um, these two shows, Reservation Dogs, Outer Banks, I'd say it's a good time if you're just looking to fill your afternoon, not like you have to pay attention every single moment, I'd say. <laughs> Different vibes, too. This Outer Banks show, I feel like it's one of those like creeper shows that is on Netflix. You don't even hear about it till like its second or third season already. And it's like, wow, this show's good. Why is nobody talking about it? And uh, I want to watch it. I saw the trailer and I was like, this is something I sh- would be interested in. Yeah, I think um, the season two, like the fact that it got a season two, I was surprised that I thought it was definitely like a throwaway Netflix show. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good not not that bad um yeah 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 pretty good some there's this little show that uh came out that i remember when i first saw it i was like oh no one's talking about this this is gonna be like my new show that i'm gonna hold in my heart and no one else is gonna watch it and it's called stranger shut Things. up <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what Daniel thought, everyone. That's what, <laughs> that's what Daniel thought. Uh, no one was talking about it yet. I think I was right. I was the big. I was the big proponent uh, for that show. No one was talking about it yet. I didn't see anybody on social media talk. It was like, wow, this is an awesome show. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. He said that last year. He said that last. No, year I did not. When the third season came no. out. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was very much season one, and it was not everywhere yet. <laughs> All right. The thing about Netflix is they can choose, kind of like a radio station, they can choose what will be popular and what won't just by putting it on the front screen. Totally right. The um the top 10 list, I think it's not just like what everyone's watching. Like they curate that a bit. Like it's, did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think yeah. everyone has the same top 10. I don't think, I don't think it's individual, but it is like still like, it's not just what everyone's watching. They're kind of, that top 10 is like their say right it's like the top 10 but it's like these are also just on the front page that's why they're the top 10 like that's because that's the first thing people see totally um maybe they got a bit more of a budget or kick up from whoever right is promoting that uh, i could see that happening too but for the most part it's okay the top 10 like i can i, I can agree like yeah. this is not for me but i could see someone else liking this it's not obscene it's on here sometimes it's hard to dig deep into netflix and find something like i even just like going through the catalog I don't think it's like um, specific enough to be like, I, it's just like action movies. I'm like, yeah, but now I have to look through like a hundred action movie titles. Some of them, you know I mean? some of them are so specific. You're like, who wanted this list of things? Yeah. <laughs> Critically acclaimed dark humor comedies, British comedies. It was like, what? <laughs> like, like yeah. non critically acclaimed cake shows or whatever. Like, who wanted this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll say Netflix is not perfect, but I, I, I'd say some top half of Netflix UIs and like organizations of content. Okay. Some of them are horrible. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Disney Plus is the hardest way to get to an episode of a show. Like if you happen upon it, yeah. it's hard to get to an episode that's not playing already. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah. They they don't want you to find stuff. They want you to just keep playing what they want you to watch. That could be that too. You start off wherever the hell you left off. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, you're going to keep watching that show? Are you, are you done or are you going to keep watching? Reservation Dogs, I'm caught up to where it is now. Outer Banks, I'll, I'll give it a chance. It's kind of like a, a show I leave on right before I go to sleep, that type of feel. Mm, okay. Yeah. So it's one of those shows. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I'm like I'm half asleep ready. I'll, I'll pull. I'll play it. Okay. All right. Well, guys, uh, that is it pretty much for this show. I hope you guys please do us a favor and leave us a review if you can. Um, find us on all your podcast platforms. But if you can make your way to the Apple Podcast page of our show, leave us a review there. That is the biggest way you can help the show and get us into more listeners' ears. And you can find us on all the social medias at the Reader Copy Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is where you can find us. Let us know what shows you guys are watching. What do you? Maybe we need some recommendations once we finish up with these. Please don't say yeah. the challenge. Don't just don't say the challenge. Yeah. No, don't worry. Someone's watching that. Don't worry. <laughs> it is a challenge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, if you didn't catch our show on Monday for What If, be sure to check that out. And we'll be back next Monday for the next recap of the third episode of What If on Disney+. Plus. Um, but until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro? If you like how we cast our non-superhero comic book movies, make your own list too and send it our way. All right. See you guys next week. There you go. <laughs>